What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. So every single week, it's my goal to bring you the information and the conversations to help you do just that. And today is no different. We have an amazing guest joining us in the studio. But before I introduce my girl, I got to let y'all know that this week's episode is brought to you by Pull Yo Card, a fun party game that will add a little razzle-dazzle to your next game night, girls' night, vacation, vacation, family reunion, however you like to have your fun. This will add a little sizzle to your party. And you're going to get a little sample at the end of the show because we're going to play a little round and have a little fun. So without further ado, I am going to introduce y'all to this week's guest, Miss An- Mrs. Put some respect on her name, Mrs. <laughs> Anissa Gitana. Did yes. I say it right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I had to spell it like how I was going to pronounce it, right. and I did it. Okay, right. I did it. All right. Yes. So my girl is the Proverbs 31 woman. I feel like you do so much. You have so many titles. I want you to introduce yourself because I love to be able to put some respect on your name. Well, my name is Anissa Getina, and I am the Profitable Proverbs 31 woman. And I really just, when people ask me what I do, I'm like, I help women get pretty on paper. Mm. And they're like, what is that? I really teach um, financial principles, like try to simplify it for women that are credit ready 
and uh, teach them from the principles of makeup. It's a lot of other stuff I do, but that's the part that I really enjoy, like mm-hmm. teaching people about money and making it simple. What made you get into that space? Because I had bad credit. I was going to say, usually it's like, I got to fix my credit, and because I'm learning how to fix my credit, let me help y'all do it too. That's exactly what happened. So my initial, like, getting into knowing that I had bad credit was I wanted to start a nursing assistant school. And I was just naive, I guess. I just went in and applied for a loan. Like, oh, they're going to give me money. They're like, girl, get out of here. Um, (laughs) They said, girl, stop playing. Girl, stop playing. And so um, I found out I had a 480 credit score. And then I was like, girl, it was 480. What's the lowest? You can get about 300. Really? I mean, that's just, or or nothing at all. You Mm -hmm. could have no score at all. Um, But I had a 480, and I was like, ooh. Okay, so I contacted this lady, and I was like, okay, I need you to fix my credit. And then as we were going through the process, and I started to see the changes, I said, can you teach me how to do, like, this was, I started to see how things were changing as Mm -hmm. my credit was changing. And so, um before I started the school, I got into the credit space because I was really like intrigued by how different my life was just from just credit changes things. It changes things. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Yes. Okay. So I definitely want to get back into the pretty yeah. on paper because I just, you know, I, I love being a good name. And yes. I think that the concept <laughs> of it is just like, yeah. yo, you got to be pretty on paper. Because like paper. you said, your life can literally change just based on which, you know, I do kind of feel some type of way because it's like, are y'all really just going to categorize us based off this one thing? They do, they do though. They do. And it's reality. So yes. you got to figure out how to play within play, play their the rules. Right. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about the nursing school yes. because yes. the fact that you started a nursing school, help other people start nursing schools. Yes. I just am fascinated by how you even did this. So what were you doing before that? And how did you get into it? So I was a nurse assistant. So I was that. And That's remember, a CNA? Yes. I was a CNA. You were doing all the hard jobs. I was doing, I was wiping butts and all that. All the hard I was jobs. actually, so I worked in liver transplant ICU. So a lot of our patients would die. And so um, that's a real hard unit to work in. But that's where I started. I worked with HIV patients at home and then I wanted to get into the hospital. So I got into the hospital and um, I was actually the person that would clean the dead bodies. Shut your mouth. And put the tag on it, like tag them and bag them so that they would go to, yeah. Is there special training required for that? Or they're well, just like, you this learn. is what you're doing today. You learn that as a nurse assistant, how to take care, like how to, you know, the how to take care of life and to the end of death. Like, I mean, at the end, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, a lot of nurse assistants don't experience that because they're in different units. Like if say if they work in pediatric, mm-hmm. they don't really see that. But I worked in liver transplant ICU. So those people were really sick. Um, a lot of isolation, which means you had to gown up to get into the room. So it was a really hard unit. Um, but I remember telling people like, they're like, oh, when are you going to be a nurse? And so it was all this pressure to become a nurse. And so I was like, OK, um, it was like 2008. Which is crazy because we're kind of back into this like crazy economy. Mm -hmm. So I was applying for nursing school and then the economy crashed and all these people got into nursing. So it was like a huge waiting. It went from like an easy process to become a nurse to you have to wait two years. Mm. So I had to decide to continue just getting a regular degree and then not become a nurse. So I was a CNA for a long time with a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I remember nurses like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to start a nursing assistant school. And they're like, 
you have to be a nurse. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just had this limited belief that I couldn't do it because they didn't believe that they can do it. And then um, I went and volunteered at this hospital that I wanted to work at. And I was working, and this lady stops me. She's like, what are you? are you a CNA? And I was like, yeah. She says, I really like how you're working. Like you are really good at this. And so she says, um, well, tell me about yourself. I said, well, I have a, you know, public health degree, a bachelor's of science. And she's like, wait, so why are you doing this? I was like, because you know, I had to give her the host bill. Mm-hmm. Did that. Couldn't get into nursing school. I'm applying for masters of nursing. She was like, well, I want you to teach my CNA class. I'm going out on leave. Like it was just a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. You normally don't have a CNA that has a bachelor's. So I went and got a teaching credential, and I was able to teach the class, uh, which it was just a unique situation. But I was able to see how the business operated. So I taught the class from um, 8 to 12, and then it was a night class from 4 to 8, and it was full. And I just didn't understand how was it full. And, you know, it was just I just saw the business model, and I was like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I still was working in the hospital, still was trying to figure out how can I have a nursing assistant school, but nurses would always tell me, you have you to be a nurse, yeah. right? So I just kept digging and digging and digging, and then I realized when I looked at the paperwork, I was like, I don't have to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, moved up into the hospital um, in the financial department, because at this time now I have a master's, but I'm still not a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so they had created this position for me, And they gave me um, a temporary position. They said, but if you can bring down the length of stay, we'll bring you on as permanent. Well, I did that, brought down the length of stay. I met the CFO because he was like, how did you do this? You saved us $90,000. Like, just, it was just a crazy, my roads have always been kind of crazy. And when I met him. Or were they meant to be? It was meant to be, Mm -hmm. right? I always say crazy, but yes. So I met him and I was like, so what, you know, kind of thinking maybe he's a doctor or he had like a calligraphy degree. I was like, so this man is running this mm, hospital. Mm, mm, mm. Like, so it really clicked to me. I need to go start this school because mm-hmm. I don't have to be more than what I am. You know, I can be exactly who I, I need to open the school. So started the process, opened up my first brick and mortar on Crenshaw. I'm from Crenshaw area. Don't and, say uh, it like that because Nipsey put y'all Listen, he put us on. Yes. But you know what? Nipsey, Nipsey has always been our brother. Mm-hmm. Like if you were from neighborhood dip, right? Yeah. So it was just to see him grow was just a different, you know, experience. But I started the school 2018 and, um, and that was the start of that. I was a partnership. It didn't work out. Um, but I started to understand that I didn't need somebody. And I always felt like if I start this business, I need somebody. And, you know, I always had this little insecurity of, like, I need someone else to help me. Mm -hmm. And um, so it didn't work out. But I took that curriculum, the brick and mortar, and I started to write out an online curriculum, which there was no such thing. So I presented it to the state of California. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, you know, went to Pepperdine. We had a hybrid, you know, like I'm doing half online, half on campus. Why don't we have this? And they're like, we don't know. Mm -hmm. So I started talking to the supervisors and, you know, gave them an idea. And about six months after that, um, they opened up the application January 2019, I believe. It was before the pandemic. So I was already like thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. ahead. And so um, I put it in. I got approved. So I was the first in Los Angeles, in California, to be approved for an online. Because it was your idea. 
Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I would say that. And um, so I was the first to do that. And it just it just continued on from there. So what I'm get, gathering from this is, number one, it was meant to be. Yes. It, it, it wasn't some crazy thing that just kind of happened. It was literally like yeah. your path, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But what that what came out of that for me is that you didn't have to be anybody other than who you were. Yes. Because all of the people wanted to tell you who you needed to become in order to do this thing. And you proved that not to be true. But you also, you didn't need to be anybody else. And you didn't need anybody else to be able to make it happen. You have all you need. You have all you need. That is literally the message that God keeps telling me over and over. You have everything you need. I love it. You got to tap into that. Yes, you have to tap into it, which is what you're doing, being the profitable Proverbs 31. Oh, my God. So it's like literally all it coming is, uh, full circle. Yes. So, okay, but, but with the nursing school, mm-hmm. you started the online nursing yes. school, and now you help other people to be able to do the so same I thing. So I do help. So at the end of this year, I'm going to stop. Oh, she quits. People. Okay, well, we don't have to talk about that. No. You quit? I'm going to stop helping others. Okay. Because what I realized is that I'm trying to give someone my brain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have to do that. So I'm going to turn it into a turnkey model where I'm going to branch out to other states. They can buy the, they basically can license it out. So would it be like franchising kind of? Franchising is like they have, they own it. So they won't own it. Okay. I still will own it, but they can license it out like an annual license. They can run it. Okay. They can run it. Okay. So I kind of changed the business model a little bit um, because I realized that I have gone through brick and mortar online, so it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So what I'm actually doing is taking a lot of my time to give my brain to somebody else, and it's really hard to do that. Yep. So I said, okay. And then expect them to execute. And then expect. So let me just put it together for yep. you. It's kind of like with, you know, do you give a new person like a rehab project or give them a turnkey property? So that's how I started looking at business. Business is just as much of an asset as real estate is. Yep. So I'm like, let me do these turnkey businesses. Yes. And so that's, I'm changing the business model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will, you know, if they want to buy into the licensing, um, they can run as many classes as they want, but they have to pay for the curriculum, but I'll still own the schools. Got you. Smart lady you are. Okay. So let's get back to the pretty on paper because <laughs> I love that in all of the things that you've done, you've not only learned how to do it yourself, but then you've turned around and taught it to other people. And I own it. Before I talk about it, I trademark it. Like, I put my name, I put a stamp on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm always big. So anything. don't be using her name is what she tried to say. Uh, basically. She is pretty on paper. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so you are teaching people how to repair their credit, how to improve their credit. Like, yes. what is, are you doing the whole thing? So we have tiers. So I started the credit business as a consultant. Mm-hmm. I'm a consultant and educator at heart. Um, but I realized that my real, like, love is to educate people that are almost there Mm -hmm. so I have like tiers I have like a lower level the pop academy where you can go in you could do it yourself and then you can come and ask me questions every month like hey this letter I'm sending this you know but it's more like a DIY Mm kind of with you kind of ish but the the part that I really love is um so we have the pop academy and then we have another like mentorship where you you're kind of almost there maybe your credit is like six something but you're like I don't know what to do with mm-hmm. it and I want to leverage it so I really want to work with women that are credit ready that are just like okay I can you know leverage this and invest mm-hmm. um and so that's the direction we're going in because pretty on paper is not just about credit 
credit is just the beginning because mm-hmm. then I go into, okay, how do you move your, your assets or how do you move a liability and turn it into an asset? Like move your cars over into your business. So it lowers your DTI. So it just started to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you still have a car dealership? I do. Sis is not playing on guys. Like, I just want y'all I to know. I do. I just need for y'all to know. I do. Yes. But see, this is, okay, so I'll just say this about all my businesses because I feel like people are like, do you do this and this and that? So I realized that everything that I do, I want it to be, and this is highly influenced, I would say, by Nipsey for sure, integrated vertically. So now I'm going deeper on all my businesses, right? My main focus is to train uh, medical professionals. And to equip them, right? But they have a lot of other issues. They have credit issues. They need transportation. So we're not going to service everyone. We're going to go deeper into all the... Into your person. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be integrated vertically with our businesses. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, we're... I'm just doing a million things. No. And that was where I took a step back. I said, I want to do all these things. And I see a vision. But I want to make sure that it makes sense to me. And it makes sense to the people that I'm serving. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we have. This is how we can serve you. So I think you made a good point when you talk about like there's people who have that 480 and they're like, yo, I just need to like dispute some stuff or clean up my credit or mm-hmm. get something removed or, you know, that stuff. But I feel like a big challenge that I personally have had and mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people experience is when you have you're at 680, you're at 700, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you've plateaued. Yes. Then what mm-hmm. do you do? Give us so, some free game, Anissa. Yeah, so when you're plateauing, there's still something that you're not doing, mm. right? Um, sometimes it could be um, inactivity. Um, it could be that you're you're maxing out on your, on your credit. So a lot of times um, you're paying on time, which is good, but you could have like maybe five or six credit cards and they're really high in your utilization. And so your credit can't, it's not showing anything, any activity other than it going up. So there's ways um, that you can actually fix that. You can do a balance transfer. So with a balance transfer, you'll open up a new account and then you move over the balance and then it lowers your... your Another card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's another card. Um, other ways is maybe cleaning up your inquiries. Sometimes that's the problem. Another thing could be your years of credit. Mm. So it could be that, you know, maybe you cleaned your credit two years ago. And so all of your accounts are, are two, two years, years old. old. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just five factors. I like when I hear people tell me what's going on with their credit, I can almost know before I see it, what's happening. So the plateau is usually utilization the inquiries or um, their credit is still kind of new. So the way to fix that too, because um, I talk about principles like with makeup, um, to enhance your credit is kind of like with your eyelashes, right? Like you can you could nurture your natural eyelashes by just adding mascara, but if you want to really enhance it, you can piggyback on someone else's credit, so you add the extensions. So <laughs> yes, yes, tell them, so tell you the would, people. Yeah, so you if it's at that point where you only have like maybe two years or something, you can piggyback on someone else's um, credit, mm-hmm. and that will definitely enhance your score as an authorized user. Mm-hmm. Why are black people so skeptical about things like this? Because I feel like other communities, this is what they, they do. This is just. Um, I think because. You're going to make me go too deep. Go deep. (laughs) Well, I, okay, so I have my great-grandfather, so I have a lot of history living, right? And so just I I get so much information from him. We only have about 100 years of ownership of anything. 
of our bodies. I mean, our bodies have still been on ballot mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that when you have a community that whose our intention for America was only to be property. So when you move from being treated as property and then you're trying to have property, there's a lot of transitioning, mm-hmm. a lot of mindset shifting. And I know that we say that things are so far back, but my great-grandfather, his mom worked for the people that enslaved her mom. Mm-hmm. That's not that long ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're still dealing with, you know, and then cr- another thing, credit is still new. Credit started after World War II. Like, I do a lot of research. Like, I'm researching the economy. But it started after um, World War II, and it was really to get us to consume. Mm-hmm. Credit was, a, you know, something that was out for people to buy new appliances and all of this. And we used it. Actually, credit wasn't really extended to black people first. It was, um, you know, they had, like, a rent, like renting furniture and things like they it wasn't real credit like the other communities like do what were, you want to do with it it was right we yeah. were giving credit to get a particular item right and they were already practicing credit and then when we got access to credit then we started abusing it like using our kids name and so there's all these things that there's so many levels mm-hmm, to it right mm-hmm. um and i see it from a historical place but i think that we haven't had enough time of ownership but once we continue, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about educating, because once it, we kind of demystify what credit is and we just understand it, then we can know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, my score is this, my score is low right now. All I need to do is this, 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 instead of making it like a big thing. So I think we're we're still new to money. Mm-hmm. We're still new to ownership. Like we came here with the intention to be property of America. Like they had insurance on our bodies. Still do. And they still do. <laughs> still do. So I think it's just, you know, and I think we talk about generational wealth, which is good, right? But I think that first we need to deal with our mental stuff about finances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we can pass that on. Um, like my 17-year-old, he's talking about, he's, you know, he's a college recruit and he's like, oh, mom, I'm getting my NIL deal. So I'm going to, uh, I want to take that and I want to buy a property. Like, we're Come having on, normal conversations. Yes. But we're having normal conversations now. And I think that we need to normalize wealth yes. first. Yes. Doesn't mean that you have to have it first. Like you need to know what it takes mm-hmm. to do it. And then just have normal conversations first. So I think we still talk about credit on such a small level. Like, you know, and, and I think honestly, that's kind of why I elevated the people that I cater to because I didn't want to just help someone get a car. You know, and I and why I stopped extending even the car business just to regular consumers, because I would like, you know, we have financing. and they would come in and like, I want a Benz. And I'm looking at their credit like, um, you know, he can't even get a century. Like, right. Right. And they would want to put 10,000 down. And I'm like, but you can take that and put that. So I found myself advocating more for them than they were for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so we just have so much to learn. Um it's so much to learn. I love too that <laughs> I love too that when you know you talk about even business credit, your whole thing is I'm not just about to tell you. I mean, I will tell you how you can go out and get 
you know, trade lines or credit limit or whatever. Yeah. But I want to educate you on what to do with it, which is the missing link that I feel like so many people run out and get these things. But then it's like, okay, now what? And then you end up in a bigger mess because you don't have a plan for it. And and honestly, I'll just be honest with you. Like, I think being in the credit space, I could have made more money if I didn't care. But I cared so much. Man, if that ain't the biggest struggle we go through. Wait, like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I would get clients and I'm like, okay, what do you, uh, baby, I can't help you. I'm not about to, you know. We're no. not about to do this. We're not about to do that. And so I do see, um, there's a lot of people out there that's just teaching people, get business credit, get, do this, do that. And, and it's like, okay, what's next? So one of my things is like, okay, get your business credit, start your business. I had to tell one of my clients, baby, you need to go back and get a job. Like you can't be a full entrepreneur. You don't have it. You you're not like just not be there re- yet. Yeah. 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 Go get the job. Do your side business, and then let's build from there. Like don't let Instagram rush you. Yeah. You listen. Know? Gift so, and a curse. Yes. So, um, but if they get the business credit, say they get a hundred thousand dollars in business credit, take fifty thousand. Pause right there because mm-hmm. what does that mean? A hundred thousand dollars in business credit. Does that mean revolving on a? Credit card. Does mm-hmm. that mean cash in your bank account? What like what does that mean? No. So when so what I talk about when I say hundred thousand dollars, I'm talking about revolving credit cards. Okay. Instagram, depending on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. might be saying you know vendors net thirty accounts, and I don't dip into that. I do use net thirty accounts, but I don't use it um, to try to build credit outside of my social. I'm teaching people get good credit first and then start to leverage because you have so much leverage once your credit is in place. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm talking about revolving credit cards, which is, you know, but so that's your first year when you're first new in business. The only thing you really can get is credit cards. And that's like your typical credit card. When you say revolving credit, business credit cards, which is different because you can get more on your business credit card than you would personal. You know, you have people that are, you know, hyped up about Navy Federal. That's on the personal side. You get 25 k But you can also do that on the business side, and it's not showing on your personal. Mm. And you don't want it to show on your personal, not because you're going to default, but just because your personal credit is highly affected by your utilization, by your usage. Mm-hmm. Business credit is not. They gotcha. know that we're going to max out. Right. They know that. So we want to move it over and just kind of put our personal on autopilot pay our personal bills and stuff like that but when i talk about like 100k which is easy to do with business credit it's basically using um this the um i call them i call them i i talk sometimes in such such technical ways but using the products that the banks have so say for example bank of america has four credit cards business credit cards so you get um four business bank Accounts. I mean, business credit cards from Bank of America. Then you can with their same business with the same with one business. Hmm. So you look at the banks as relationships. You don't just have one relationship. I need to call your boy. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, thanks for the reminder. But go ahead. Yes. So you look at every bank as a relationship. So you have B of A. I'm in California. We don't have a lot of banks. Atlanta has a lot of banks that you can leverage. Um, you have um, PNC, BBNT, like those are other ones that we don't have. But you can go to the major banks and then go to small banks with one LLC and get um, access to business credit. And it's based on your personal credit. It's based on your personal credit, but it doesn't report to your personal credit. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they look at okay, how are they doing over there? Okay. And so you typically want 
business, I mean, your personal credit cards to be over 5000 because you want to be able to leverage and get more on your business side. Like mm-hmm. if you're in the, if you have credit cards that are five hundred dollars, you they're not gonna give you nothing on the business side. Yeah, and <laughs> like you not, not doing look. nothing over here. Yeah. So we always say have um, your accounts, your credit limit should be over five thousand for each account that you have. Okay, so you got is the hundred thousand on each no. card, or that's total for all four total, cards? Total. So then, what we do with it? So what I. What I like to teach people is take half of that, invest it in your business, and take another half and invest it in something that's cash flowing. Okay. And why I do that is because the cash flowing thing can service the debt. Because when you first start business, you're just like, you know, you got to pay for coaches, you got to pay for this. And so you have all these things that you need to pay for. But you need to find something. And I wish someone would have taught me this. Find something that's cash flowing Mm -hmm. and let it service your debt. Like a property. Like a turnkey property. Not rehab. <laughs> Tell the people the difference. Okay. Rehab, is, rehab the, all, is all the all the flipping everybody's doing on it's Instagram. It's the flipping and it's not a good time to do it because uh, I don't want I be feeling like I go too deep. But go deep. Listen, I have been studying um the economy and I didn't realize that I'm like a nerd like that. But I started studying like the Great Depression, like about six months ago. And I found that there were four factors that played into the Great Depression. One thing about Mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And so we had the first factor, which was a global pandemic, which is the Spanish flu. That lasted for two years, and millions of people died. The second was the stock market crashed. Um, The third was high unemployment, and the fourth was war. Now, there was a fifth factor. They don't really talk about it a lot, but it was global trading slowed down. 
Well, right now, no one's talking about it, really. You can Google it, but it's not really on the news, and that's why we don't need to watch the news. But, Come on, somebody. Um, only reason why I know this is I have a friend that's in import-export. Mm -hmm. He told me that China has not been shipping anything. Nothing. FedEx just announced that their shipment from China was half of what it was. And there's like, you know, containers that come from China. There's usually like 99 at the at the port. There's seven. Mm. So we have basically These are the all things the factors. I'm talking about, yeah. Yes, we have all the factors of a great depression but you know our society we it was so hard for them to say recession they still haven't said it so i think they're just going to call this the great opportunity like whatever they're going to call mm -hmm, it we mm -hmm. have all the factors that led to the economy kind of crashing right and so flipping i'm going back into property wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a good time to do it because the materials are high right now um, getting people in the workforce, high unemployment, mm -hmm. getting people to actually do it may be challenging. So you might be putting out more on a property when you can just buy something that someone already lives in that's being sold. That's turnkey. That's turnkey. They live in it. It's already Generating cash income, right. So I always tell people, choose your bank. Okay, you can get a $50,000 car and pay $700 a month for that car, plus gas and insurance. You can get $50,000 and put it into a duplex. And it's cash flow. Someone's giving you money every month for the fifty thousand, or you can just put the fifty thousand in the bank, and the bank is giving you nothing. Mm -hmm. So, when you're starting a business, the way that I like to structure my clients is: okay, how much money do you have? Take a portion of that, and let's put it into something that is generating income because it'll pay you forever mm -hmm. if you don't sell mm -hmm. it. Just let it pay. And you you, so you are. Part of your program is you teaching people how to do this. Yes. You're specifically focused on one market, right? One market. I don't want to do, I want to simplify everything mm -hmm. because I see where we're going. I don't want to make it, we do this and we do that. No, let's focus on cash flowing assets and not so to be a business. I, so the people ain't going to buy up everything? No, it's, it's never, it's never saturated. Can people, I still get in where I fit in? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was asking for it's, myself. It's there. Like, okay. it's never, um, there's always room. I think that people, when we talk about scarcity, mm -hmm. people that watch the news, they never get off the couch to actually go see. But there is an abundance everywhere. Like, we bought a condo in Africa um, like two years ago, and I told my husband, I was telling him, we're going to go into a recession. Like, I told him, I want, we were calculating how much do we spend in summer camp and all this stuff. How much would we spend if we stayed in Africa for three months for the summer? It's like half. Mm -hmm. the, the most expensive thing is the flight. And so I just started looking at things and like just sh just changing things around mm -hmm. because, yeah, we just have to. You're we spending have, the money. You might as well spend it in a smarter way. Smarter way. And so people would say, don't buy in Africa. This like they say all these things, but then you never see those people do anything. Like for me, I found out by actually flying there mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. Like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And then when I went, I said, "Oh my gosh!" Like this reminds me of. I went to some area in Cleveland that reminded me of um, an area by USC. I was like, "Oh, this is just like." So it felt like the opportunity. You know how we say, "Like man, I wish I." 
um, you know, our grandparents, but I wish I had bought this. Pro-. We still have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what are, so, okay, so what kind of real, again, this is a, this is a personal question. <laughs> I hope y'all don't mind. Um, but what type of numbers are we talking about to legit be able to make some of these moves? Are we talking about 200K or no, was ma'am. the 50K a real number? 50K is, a, I have deals in my phone currently. You can buy 45K. You can buy two properties for 90. Not turnkey though. Turnkey. There are people living in them already. Okay, don't send them to nobody. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. People are living there. And you know why I feel like those opportunities are there? And it's the same thing during the Great Depression. People start to get scared, right? And they don't want to continue to invest. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I was listening to this book. It's called The Psychology of Money. And it was talking about how money is really something, the market is really based off of people's emotion. They said history doesn't really repeat itself. People repeat Mm -hmm. the same type of behavior. And so when when they're watching the news and the news is telling them all these things. Terrible stuff. Right. They start to do things, right? Mm -hmm. And when they start to do things, the market changes. And so when people get scared, like Warren Buffett said, that's when it's time to go in. Mm -hmm. And so you can't change people's, mindset about money you can react to the market and so when people are afraid now's the time to go in yeah i used to be the person this is why i didn't make the money that i wanted to make because i would spend so much time convincing people that were committed to staying poor and i just felt so bad i'm like no i want to teach my black women i want like i was the one like i want to do this for the single moms no they they now they're not ready can't save All me. you have to do, like what I now I'm convicted of, is just still becoming her. I always say become her. Becoming the person that people say, okay, next year I want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the way we need to teach. Now, I don't need to go back and like, it's just... No. It's trying to save the people. No. It's hard when it. you have a heart, though. Like you said, because you care so much. I care more about your situation than you than do. you do. And it's, it's tough. And a lot of good people miss out because we're so stuck on no but we're so stuck on Mm -hmm. i want to you know do right by the people and the people don't want to do right by themselves no and honestly i'll just say um i think um seeing what happened to nipsey really opened my eyes again to you can have great intention like I used to sell the tea, the um, T-O-C-T. The tummy tea. Yes. And I went to Nipsey and I was like, hey, can I put this in the, um, at the, um, so it wasn't the marathon store at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he let me put my tea in there. To sell, like that, it was just like whatever. And so to have somebody that is, you hire everybody, right? You do all these things. And I just saw that it doesn't, you can have great intention. And someone still will misunderstand it. Someone still will want whatever. to take it. Someone will right. be and mad so, at you for having it. So it's. It, I think for black people, I think the best thing that we can do is continue to elevate and be an inspiration. Like that's the profitable proverbs is her. Like she be that woman, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. She she didn't go back. She positioned herself, and I think that's the best thing for us to do, um, and not try to stay accessible. 
and just bring all the people. It's like you they know, need to come it's up. like Harriet Tubman saying, you know, she could have freed so many more people if they knew they, were, they, slaves. Known they were slaves. Yeah, it's like we are trying to talk to so many people who don't even realize that they need it or they they don't want it because they don't even. Her see sister that they died need it. in slavery. Mm. She went back to free her sister, and her sister was like, "I will." Ain't scream. trying to hear it. Yeah, I saw that movie like that. You know what happened to my my brother? Like all of that was an eye opener. Why? How many times do you have to see? Go take care of yourself. You still have to go back, but Harriet saved the people that ran. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The people who were already taking we're action. We're ready who and were in already position. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I, w- I do want to get into the Proverbs 31 yes. woman and the principles. Yes. But first, mm-hmm. how much we need to buy a condo in Africa, apartment in Africa? Well, so in Ethiopia, you actually have to be a citizen. So, okay. but there's there's opportunity um, in Ghana. Okay. Um, where you can buy land. Um, I met. But that's with, not. Is that turnkey? That's not turnkey. No. Yeah. No. This is this, doing Ghana is a is a small project. Okay. But um, you have to like know someone and all of that. So just making the connections is important. Um, gotcha. I met with the country director of business. Her name is Barbara of Ghana. And she was like, we want to do business with you guys, meaning black people. That's what I've heard so many times. We got to go. Yeah. I'm still over in East Africa because my husband's from there. So there you have to be a citizen. Gotcha. So that's that was my, you know, that's the benefit. Of being yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in Ghana, yeah, the money exchange, um, I think that is good to do it while American dollars still is worth something mm-hmm. to get more. Um, I do believe black people need to. My vision don't get me started. Cause I, get started. Like, why don't we take our kids in the summer to Africa? Because we're scared. Right? But how much money? Because we're spending money. We're giving money to the white community for the summer camps. So like, why aren't we? How much? Uh, Africa, for me, was healing. Like, it changed me as a woman. Like, it changed my, that trauma that mm-hmm, I had as a black mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. That was the first place that I went and felt welcomed. I was like, oh, wait. This I don't have different. to. Yeah, but I one of my visions or goals that I would like to is very ambitious, but I would like to have black children in Africa for the summers. And so that would give us an opportunity to really bridge a lot of gaps, to do a lot of business, to buy property. Like, that's one thing that I definitely want to do. Um, and they just grow up learning these things learning. versus us trying to learn so late in life. Yeah, like, why do we, why do we, like, want to go to Europe. We don't have history there. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, we're going to go to London. Send our kids back. Like, let them get a real-life history lesson. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's super cheap. Is it super cheap? It's the most expensive thing is the, the flight. flight. After that, honestly, let me tell you, the last time we went, because we haven't gone in two years because um, of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but the hotel for three weeks was $250. And they had breakfast. You don't even have to wash your own hands. Like you have someone wash your hands for you. Like you don't have to do. You this can get your Ethiopia. braids done. Yes, you can get your braids done for twenty dollars. Like it's cheap and it's peaceful. It's you know what's not peaceful? There. My baby on the flight. That's the only thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah. How long is that flight? Um, so going to Ethiopia, it's definitely a layover. Um, it's about twenty four hours, <laughs> including the layover, because the layover is about. You'll stop in Dubai for about eight or nine hours. You can get a little, you know. Yeah. Um, and then from Dubai, it's four hours. And you take all of your children. So I've only taken two. 
too. Of five, y'all. She got five whole children. Yes. We're about to get into that because if y'all yeah. thought she was bad already, <laughs> sis got five whole babies that she whole, birthed. Like, yes. That she birthed. Yes, yes. Okay, let's get into the Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. Because for my non-religious, non-biblically yeah, yeah. familiar folks, explain who the Proverbs yeah. 31 woman is. And I was so is. oblivious that people didn't know that, uh, you know. But Proverbs 31 is a scripture that um, is in the Bible. Um, it's not anything, I'm not trying to get people to believe in the Bible, but I definitely saw a woman that was taught to us as just being a wife. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I'm the Proverbs 31 woman. And so... Um, I really, how I kind of went back into it, I was asking God, like, okay, what am I supposed to be talking about? And um, I immediately saw a woman, a businesswoman. And he was like, you need to talk about identity. Like, I need you to talk, go deep about the identity of a woman. And so I no longer saw a wife in there. It was a woman that was really about her business. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started studying it, I found 12 principles, and now I have about 14 Um But one of the scriptures that I teach um, when I talk about make, manage, and multiply is from Proverbs 31, um, uh, verse 15 and 16. It says that she plans her day for her servants, and it says she inspects a field. She she inspected a field. She bought it, and with her earnings, she planted a vineyard. So it's the make, manage, multiply. Um, Yeah, so I just saw a woman— I'm like, what woman? The, like, epitome, the prototype. Yes. It says that she plans her day for her servants. What woman has a servant? We use that word, but what it really meant is a worker. That means she's busy. Mm-hmm. That means she's delegating tasks. You know, she's taking care. She has payroll. She's mm-hmm. taking care of people. And then it says she inspects the field. So she's already projecting that she needs to put her money somewhere. She's like, okay, I need to find where to put this money she inspects a field. It says that she buys it, right? So she takes action, and it says with her earnings. So she bought something that was Flip profitable. It. Yep, It was profitable. It didn't say that she waited. It said that with her earnings, she planted a vineyard. And so the planting the vineyard is something that is over time. Like, mm-hmm. you don't plant a vineyard, and the next day you're eating grapes. Like, you're over time. So she took her earnings, and she didn't go buy it. Louis a bag. Vuitton. No, yeah. which is not a, I don't, I actually don't have a designer bag. Like I don't care. Cause I. Shut up. Not one. Not That's one. That's not your thing. No, because I, my background is Muslim and we went into Christianity, but I've never felt I needed to be validated by European people. So I. I just didn't. And I so, got a bag. I do have. A, I do have <laughs> a bag. It's nothing wrong with a bag. I appreciate you saying that. Because no, that I is just like a it a mindset shift for so many people. Yeah, I just like I don't see anything wrong with it, and I don't even go like. Oh, but that's just not your. Like, me- you're not measuring. My yourself brain is to that not standard. going there. I'm not like. Let me go and tell people. No, like my symbol of like loving myself and symbols of like wealth is like. I want to make as much money as possible. I want to go build an orphanage. I want to house them in there. I want to train them, to position them, and then I want to get them, like, in the best position and deploy them. for Like, my money, I want to spend it to multiply. So I just don't. You're not even thinking like that. I'm not even thinking like that. Like, I told we when we went to Africa, we got the condo, but I told my husband, I says, we need to find another place. And we found a house at the time. I wish we would have bought it. We didn't buy it. It was 13 bedrooms. 
And I told them, whatever house that we buy here, it has to have a garden because I want the kids that live there, I want them to learn how to plant their own food. And so my brain is just always like, okay, what's next? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. you know, because all that stuff would actually pay for, like buy something that will pay for it. Right, right, right. I just don't. That's not your thing. No. And look, look, I hired a, a stylist. And she was, like, trying to change, you know, all this stuff about me. And I just was, like, for some reason, my heart was not in her. I was, like, I will wear all black for, like, no. Like, I understand what people want. Yeah. Like, I'm going to give a little pop of red because I like red. I might have this or that. But I just, my brain is just, like, on a deeper mission right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I don't even care about people trying to count my pockets. It's, like, stay on that. But the impact that God is going to make is going to be so huge. Y'all going to see it, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so but how are you presenting the proper, the Profitable Proverbs 31 Woman? Is it like a coaching program? Is it a yes. course? So that is my inner circle. That's my Got you. Um, higher level. Um, so we have Pretty on Paper, which is just, um, you know, lower level um the lower tier where people are learning about credit but the profitable proverbs they're learning about credit business credit and we're going to go and buy cash flow you, and you're buying a vineyard <laughs> and planting your plant, plant, plant the vineyard i <laughs> love it okay speaking of planting the vineyard so yes. on the seeds let's talk about these seeds these yes. five babies because how yes. the hell <laughs> Are you doing all of this with five children? You know, I and a whole husband. And a whole husband. I don't have an answer, honestly. I think I make things work. I see what I have and I try to make it work. That's all I do. And um, you know, I was previously married, so I have two kids that live with dad. Okay. But we're like literally three minutes away from each other, right? So, um, I think the way I'm able to do it with all the challenges that I have coming with, with being a parent is letting go. Hard. How do you do that? Well, like the co-parenting thing, right? Some people would say, well, why would you let your daughters live? But I understood how vital my dad's role was in my life, right? So I can hold on to that and I can do the the custody and the this and the that. And, and I was just like, no. We're going to make this as easy as possible. We're going to stay close to each other, and we're still going to be present. But I think me letting go of trying to fit into what society says a woman and a mom should be, like I don't really care what people say a mom should be. I'm doing what works for me, and I'm doing what works for my kids, and every single child needs something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think once I released myself of trying to be the helicopter mom trying to be the mommy and me mom like i'm not her i'm not her i'm not i really wanted to be her it's hard no 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 no, no. i'm not her and that's okay um but what i've seen is the mommy and me mom you know she lacks identity sometimes everything is about that yeah yeah like people say i'm a mom first well i'm not a mom first i'm a woman first because before i was a mom i was was a woman before i was a wife I was a woman. Mm-hmm. So, like, my identity is so into who God is telling me to be, and all the other things are accessories, you know? And so that's how I look at it. People don't look at it. that That's fine. But but it allows me to freely go out and 
build what it is that I'm trying to build, knowing that I'm positioning my children for what they want. Because mm-hmm. like my two daughters, they're they're daddy's girls. Why would I fight that? Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're not gonna fight that because you could be selfish like a lot of other people are because they want to hold on so tight for what? Yeah, mm. I don't know. So I just don't subscribe to that like you know what first drew me to you because anisa and i are part of um a mastermind together and i i don't know how old my son was when i first started coming to the meetings but homegirl pulled up (laughs) with the baby stroller in the meeting was taking the baby out was nursing the baby in the meeting Mm -hmm. and i was just like this is the epitome of I don't have no excuses. None. I'm showing up for myself. Every time. Baby, you just going to get in. You're going to fall in line, and y'all going to deal with it. I mean, the sweetest baby, it, she it didn't make quiet. a peep. She was quiet. Mm-hmm. She didn't make a peep. You wouldn't know mm-hmm. she was there if you didn't see her. But I just felt like, wow. Yeah. That, to me, was like, you, nobody in this room has an excuse because yeah. homegirl showed up with this baby from California. Yeah. I still don't know how you was doing that long-ass flight with that baby, but you were doing it. You've done it so many know. times. I don't know. Like, I still don't have answers. You just do what you got to do. do Yeah, I just do it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so last question before we get into the game. Advice for a woman out there who is divorced, is feeling like she's, you know, losing faith and finding Mm -hmm. a husband, doesn't know how to get back out there. What's your advice? I always tell people, like, if you get so busy working on becoming the woman that someone would marry, like, you don't really have nothing to worry. Like I've never had a problem finding a husband. Like never ever, because I wasn't really my identity is not in that. I know that whatever man that's with me, he's going to get something really great. Because before I even met my husband, I was working on Anissa. Mm-hmm. You know, I met my husband in Africa, um, and I had no intentions on being married again, but. I did ask God specifically for some things. Um, so I think being very specific about what you what you want and not letting your past kind of, because people will say, I don't want this. I, no, I said what I wanted, right? Ooh, say it again. Yes, stop they, focusing on what stop, you don't want. Yeah, because you'll get out of a relationship and you're constantly talking about what it wasn't, what he wasn't. It's like, he gone, baby. Mm-hmm. And um, to be just straight up, I mean, my ex-husband would probably still remarry me. Like, I, I feel like she I bring, I'm just saying, like, I feel like I am the table. So I don't feel like someone is completing me. I feel like we are bringing together. So I think shifting, really understanding your identity as a woman could be a huge asset to the next relationship. Not taking what, it, you know, your past into your present and then stating what you want. Is it going to be perfect? No. I mean, I have a husband from a whole country. The way that he looks at things is just completely different. But that works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need someone to think like me. It's challenging sometimes. But, I mean, it has opened other doors that I would have never. And I see the world differently because of him, too. So I would say identity is 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 key. Knowing who you are. And that's what I talk about, the profitable mm-hmm. Proverbs 31. Um, and then the second thing I would say is don't look for him. Just be her. Start working on. I had this lady tell me, like, well, I just want a husband. I said, well, what you going to do with him? That was my question. What are you going to do with him? I said, do you, like, what, do you know how to cook? Like, what are you, after having sex with him, 
what do you bring to the table? She had no answer. I said, that's what you need to work on. You need to be so busy. Ooh, she ain't want to hear that, did she? No, she didn't like it. But you need to be so busy working on yourself. Like, when he comes, you ready. You're not sitting there like, I wish some. Like, I'm not a person that, that is, like, position yourself for a man. No, just be her. Like, be the woman that is so irresistible that a man is like, I got to have Can I just her. say this, Corey? Like, I had three kids when I met my um, husband. And in his culture, to be a divorced woman with kids is like a no-no. Right. But I told God I didn't want a man with kids. And I was like, my mom said, know your limitations. And I didn't want a man with kids because I knew that I would not be good to some other people's kids. Like, I know that mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on my to know that I know. So it's be aware of yourself. Like, don't settle. And settling doesn't mean that that person is bad, but know what you can handle. I don't want a man with kids. And they're like, well, you have kids. How are you going to say it's not going to work? So I married a man who didn't have kids, and he went totally against his culture. But I'm sure, I mean, listen, when you, you got to be her. You got to be Just her. Just work on being her. That's work it. on being her. Stop looking for the man and become the woman. Just become the woman. Drop the mic on that. <laughs> All right. So we are going to play a round of pull your card. Inside right. this game, there is a mashup of all of your favorite party games from taboo to heads up to categories to this or that to never, ever, have it, ever. But we're not getting that spicy. Ooh, we're just going to play a little <laughs> round of trivia. So okay. I always think that these are pretty easy. Okay. And then the people let me down. <laughs> so I have faith in you. Let's okay? go. Let's go. All right. Question number one. All right. What was Steve Urkel's cousin's name on Family Matters? And if y'all know the answer, drop it in the chat. Steve Urkel, he had a cousin on Family Matters. What was that cousin's name? I know his face. Waldo? No. That was Eddie's best friend. Okay. Oh. It's so clear. We need some sound effects. Like, <laughs> but I got a name, though. <laughs> that was a character. You were right. You were right. You were right. Um, okay. You ready for this one? Yes. She couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter. Alexis. Okay. One yes, that's my one cousin. I don't one care what y'all say about one Kanye. That's okay. my cousin. Okay. <laughs> Stand with your man. Stand with your man. Okay. Where is Bruno Mars's condo? I got a condo and I got a condo in my no I got a condo in I'm sipping wine in the road I look too good I don't know to I, be got alone. Condo, I got a condo in I got a condo in baby, baby girl what's happening I don't know <laughs> okay I'll tell you offline y'all need to put it in oh the chat gosh. put it in the chat put it in the chat um you were really close though you said Miami you were close um, yeah. Who played Martin Lawrence's sister in Bad Boys 2? Gabrielle. Okay. She was yes. confident about that one. Last one. Can you get it? What did Kevin Hart go to school and say to his teacher? Uh, he did like this. He did like that? <laughs> he was like, some, some, some. <laughs> You're going to say half of a point. For knowing the action. He did like this. He did do that. He was like, mind your business. There you go. Yes. Okay. Four out of five. Four out of, well, no, you got two out of five. 
three out of five. You got three out of five. You got three out of five. Okay, okay. You got Alexis, Gabrielle Union, and I'm going to give you some credit for Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's my boy, too. Anissa, I love you. I love you, too. If y'all, by the way, side note, if y'all listen to not this past solo episode, but last week's solo episode, you are a bamboo, boo. This is who I was referencing. This was the inspiration behind the episode. If you have not heard it, go take a listen. Because when I tell you, you are just everything. Even David was like, your guest is just so sweet. And I was like, and she really is. Like, she, it, it isn't just like... Yeah. You really, truly are who you say you are, and I appreciate you. I think everybody who comes in contact is just like, like you said, how he's just like, I got to have some of that. That's not just a man thing. It's like a spirit thing. It's like your aura, your vibe, your energy. So just giving you your flowers while I have the opportunity. So for the people who can't get enough and want some more, look in this camera right here and let them know where they can find you online, how they can find you on social media. I don't Well. Tell me later and we'll put it yes, in the Yes, because I don't um, remember notes. it. It's okay. But you can find me on Instagram at I am Anissa Getina. And there is this number that I have. <laughs> Some number. My, It'll be in there later. But I do want to give your audience. So I have a lender list. Okay. That, um, where they can see what banks pull from what. Okay. Kind of helps them with their business credit. So yes. we'll give your, your audience that. Okay, we'll drop the link. Yeah. So that's where they can find me on Instagram. Yes, follow her on Instagram. She's always dropping free game. And she's full of game, y'all, as you can see. Okay, whether you want to start a nursing school, whether you want to get your credit together so you can be pretty on paper, yes. or if you aspire to be the profitable Proverbs yes. 31 woman, she is your girl. Y'all, she's the bomb.com. I told y'all she was. I told you she was. Another amazing episode. Don't be selfish. Share this with a friend, okay? Full of free games. So many gems. Go back and watch the replay in case you came in late. Another amazing episode. Thank y'all for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, make sure you leave your girl a five-star review. See you on the next episode. Girl, hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.